Hello everyone, I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony, a testimony of your story for His glory. The news is horrific, the images unimaginable, and the massacre of innocent men, women, children, the elderly, disabled, and unarmed unfathomable. Not since the Holocaust and what Israel is now calling their quote 9-11 has this kind of unprovoked attack by Iranian-backed butchers called quote Hamas been seen and is tantamount to war crimes levied against our greatest ally, Israel, and on a day of celebration and Shabbat and 50 years almost to the day of the Yom Kippur War of 1973. Who does this and why? Here to explain this and more in part one of our two-part conversation is New York Times best-selling author of The Harbinger, The Mystery of the Shemitah, The Book of Mysteries, The Paradigm, The Oracle, Harbinger to The Return, The Return of the Gods, all of which testimonies had the great joy of covering and now with his latest and no doubt greatest release to date, the Josiah Manifesto, the ancient mystery and guide for the end times. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Always an Honor, founder of HopeOfTheWorld.org, internationally renowned prophet, messianic believer, teacher, and named one of this nation's top 40 spiritual leaders, along with Billy Graham, impacting our world and generation Today, my highly esteemed and good friend, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Rabbi Kahn, Jonathan, sir, welcome back to Testimony. Great to be with you, always. Well, it's great to have you. First of all, my open describes just the tip of what has been dominating every major news network, and that is Israel's war with Hamas, now five days in, at the time of this broadcast, your thoughts before we get into your latest, now eighth, in a series of blockbuster and revelatory reads, the Josiah Manifesto, Rabbi Khan. Yeah, there's so much to say about this. Um, first of all, you know, there, it is prophetic in the sense that Israel is never, ever out of the news in the end. You know, that we have, you know, grown up with this, that that the, the, the conflict over Israel and its existence has been there. I mean, how many news stories have continued for decades and decades and decades? And it's the same thing. And the Bible says Israel will come back. It will, you know, there'll be conflict over this. They will be attacked. Um, and it's an ancient war. You know, Hamas and Gaza. Well, Gaza is, you know, in the Bible. It, and that's where, that's where Israel's enemies live. Um, what happened was horrific. It was, as you Put in your opening, it was it, it was you know something that you'd expect out of the Holocaust to the Nazis, and that's what they did. They went house to house, and they at the beginning of it, and they they massacred them, innocent people. What kind of what kind of people do this? It's demonic. It, it is a demonic spirit, um, and you know there are a lot of mysteries to it. I will tell you one thing that will link together what 
what just happened. And we have to pray for Israel. We have to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We have to pray for people who are involved in, who are, you know, subject to this on the sidelines and to this evil to get free from this yes. as well. You know, you know, and, and Israel needs Messiah. You know, he said, you're, you're, I am your peace, basically. Your peace is hidden from you now. Um, it needs Messiah. Um, but here, the, I'll tell you kind of a, a behind-the-scenes thing, and that is that the, the night before this all happened, I was at Beth Israel, my congregation I lead in North Jersey, and I was led to speak about a, a particular mystery that's in the book, that's in the Josiah Manifesto. And that has to do with the mystery of the 50-year, the 50-year mystery, the 50th year, where we're linked to the Jubilee, where there are these parallels between things that happen, the 50 years that have been happening. And I, and I mentioned a number of them, but I mentioned, I brought it up to 1970, where the parallel to 2020, and then 71, 72, 73. I left off at 73, of course, that goes up to 2023. And I spoke of it, you know, something that happened at the beginning of 2023. But the next, so I'm talking all about this 50th, the 50th anniversary mystery, this 50-year cycle. I mean, and, you, and people will hear it as we begin to talk about it. That's in the book that came out, that just came out last month. And I had no, I wasn't even thinking that the very night that I gave that was the 50th anniversary of the Yom Kippur War. It was the next event on, in this mystery. And so now you have a parallel event that takes place, that actually, even when it was still, it was, it was that Friday night in Israel, it was morning, and it was, this was beginning. And it was just like the, six, the, the Yom Kippur War was the last time that Israel was attacked in a massive way on ground. This is the first time in 50 years. It wasn't just the date, it was the event itself. And it was the first time that Israel, since the Yom Kippur War, was caught by surprise by, by this invasion. And it was also the Yom Kippur War took place. The enemies of Israel attacked Israel on the Sabbath, on a Saturday. And so they did it again 50 years later. It, the enemies of Israel attacked Israel when it was a holiday, a holy day. And so they did again. It was Simchat Torah. So all these parallels, and this, but, but, you know, this was the mysteries in the book. You know, the mystery of this, and this was the very next event. And of course, it takes place after the book came out, but. It was prophetic. You know, the, the Josiah Manifesto is titled The Ancient Mystery and Guide for the End Times. It's about the future. It's about, about what's happening now, the mysteries of God, what it tells us where we are, you know, prophetically, where we're going prophetically, and what we need to do to prepare ourselves. Has God given a, a blueprint, a guide, an answer uh, that, is, that is appointed for us for this hour? What do we need to know to stand in the end times and stand with what is coming? That, that just it links together what just happened with the Josiah Manifesto that just came out. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Rabbi Jonathan Kahn and his latest explosive breed, the Josiah Manifesto. Uh, Jonathan, I want to get right into your book now. First question, what exactly is the Josiah Manifesto? Well, imagine if, if, the, if the Lord was revealing to us you know, where, what prophetic hour we're at and where it is all heading. And, and you know, and what if he was, you know, re- revealing what we need to know? You know, like, you know, because I've never, I've never written a book so much that has, like, an answer about exactly what do we need to do? Is there a template 
from God, from the Bible, that actually is appointed for this hour that we're in right now and, and for the end times to, to, to survive, to stand, to prevail in the days ahead. Uh, that is what the Josiah Manifesto uh, uh, opens up. And also, it, you know, it's, it's also revealing what if we've been part of a gigantic mystery for the last you know, several years that it's an ancient mystery unfolding before our eyes and we didn't even realize it. And, and what if there's an ancient mystery of God, a calendar that gives the exact appointed times when things are to happen? Like you just saw a little glimpse of that. When things are to happen and down to the, you know, the, the years and the months and even in, in many cases the days when they're to happen. Well, that is what the Josiah Manifest is going to open up. So the first part is the mysteries that are the opening, the revealing of mysteries that all will come together that reveal one last, final mystery, which is the answer, which is the manifest of the last part of the book is exact, the guide for the end time, the guide for what's coming and what we need to know. So I believe that, you know, it has to be one of the most important books I could have ever written. Um, and in, in many ways, the mysteries that began with other books from the Harbinger on are all kind of coming in, converging for a landing, converging together in this one. Amen and amen. Next question. You have a mystery about the island of Cuba when you gave a prophetic object and message to Fidel Castro. Tell us what happened and how it opens up the mystery that has affected all of us to this day. Yeah, well, well, Jensen, I was asked to go to Cuba and the Fidel Castro decided to open up the island of Cuba for for religious freedom for one month for Christians, and that was it. And for whatever reason, he, he did it. So the Christians of Cuba asked me to come and to open up, open it up one month, the, the, and open up the first event and open it with the sounding of the shofar. So I did. And this whole thing took place over a month period. It was amazing what happened. Um, but there's, there's too much to, to share now. But... It, it ended in the in the city of Havana, the capital, and it ended. The last event took place in Revolution Square, and Fidel Castro showed up for it. And I was invited to go to the presidential palace, and I knew I was going to go there before I even came to Cuba, because a word had been given to me saying, "You will enter the king's palace." And so I was prepared, and I came there, and I gave him. Three things. One was a Bible in Spanish, which were banned in Cuba. Two was a a prophetic object linked to the Jubilee, which is the which you know the the shofar with a I had a, script, a scripture inscribed in it. And the third one was a was a, a prophetic word on a piece of paper um, that also was linked to the Jubilee. Now it turned out that what I gave him gave to him or revealed to him gave to him how much time. He would have left before the end of his reign in power. In fact, it gave the the time down to the year, the month, the week, the date, the day, and the hour when his reign would end, when his time in power would end. It was all linked to God's mystery of the Jubilee. And that is and that is what opens the door. It's gonna open the door to a mystery that we have all been living through that has affected everyone's life who's listening right now. And yet it goes back to the mystery of the Jubilee. So how does it 
affect us specifically? Can you give us specifics? Yeah. Um, the, the the Jubilee is the 50th year, and it's a year of uh, you know of restoration on one hand, but it could also, it's also the year of restitution. In other words, if you lost your land, it's restoration, you get it back. But if you took somebody's land, it's restitution, it's taken from you. And so there's an aspect of judgment to it. And, th- and the thing is that, so it's the 50th year. And now combine that with another biblical rule, and that is what a nation does to its children comes back at it. The, the prophet Jeremiah prophesied over the Valley of Hinnom, where the, where, the is- where the Israelites were killing their children. And he said, judgment is coming back to you because of this, and the nation will be destroyed. Well, America did the same thing. America, when did America begin shedding the blood of its children as in abortion on demand? That began not in 73, it began in 1970. And, and it began, and so if you take the Jubilean year, you know, would, could, if we, you know, took life, could life be taken? If we initiated death, could death come back to us? Well, the Jubilee year is 2020. 2020 is the year when death came back to us. It's a year of the plague of COVID. And the Bible not only speaks of plagues as they can be a form of judgment, but also Jeremiah specifically says that one of the forms of judgment that will come on the Israelites for killing their children is a plague, or in Hebrew, a dever gadol, a great plague, or a massive pandemic. That's exactly what happened. And the thing is that that what happened, it wasn't just only that, because when abortion specifically began its entrance on in American soil, was when in, in New York, a bill was presented to the New York legislature that would be the bill that would, it would be, it would legalize abortion on demand. It would lead to everything else, Roe versus Wade, all that. It was introduced on January 20th of 1970. So when is the jubilee of that? Well, it's January 20th, 2020. So could anything have happened? The date that the plague officially entered American soil was January 20th, 2020. 50 years to the exact date. When we turn to the killing of children, 50 years to the exact date, the plague comes to us. Wow. Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to Rabbi Jonathan Kahn on his explosive, The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide to the End Times. Um, Jonathan, there is so much to unpack in your amazing book, which you alluded to earlier, is a culmination of your seven other blockbuster, best-selling mysteries and prophetic revelations. Uh, we'll get to as much as we can today, and then for the next segment, we're going to delve even more. I want to go back to Israel for a moment, because you're a Messianic Jew. You were once an atheist. You are now a rabbi leading one of the largest congregations in the United States of America with a huge audience, a huge platform, a huge imprint. Uh, You have the ears of Congress, the White House, the United Nations, the world. People listen when you speak. Um, It's been very hard to watch the news. It's been very hard to see the images. And I'm just wondering how you are able to handle and process this type of tragedy, even though Uh, It's in prophecy. We know we're nearing the end times. Uh, We're tipping towards Armageddon, some say. Can you speak to our audience 
about what they can do to not only pray for the peace of Jerusalem, but bring peace into their own lives at such a chaotic and turbulent time? Well, one thing is, you know, we do know that th- these things are, are in some ways, in many ways, foretold that Israel is going to be the center of controversy and there's going to be hatred. And, and really, and you'd expect this, I mean, in the sense that, you know, this is, this is satanic. And, you know, the, the Bible, it's proof of the Bible. The Bible says that, you know, that all the forces of hell are against Israel. You know, Israel is a sign of God's witness on the earth. And so this is, you know, who would be trying to eliminate them? Well, the enemy. And so this, you know, tells you, you know, what God says is true. Israel is back, you know, and keep that in mind. Israel's been attacked for 4,000 years, and yet they live. <laughs> you know, you know that's the miracle, that they even exist. That, that's the miracle. God said they would, and they, and they are. We need to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. It says we must do that. Um, uh, we will prosper who do. We need to love Israel, stand by Israel, pray for the, the Jewish people in this difficult time. Pray for the, the victims of the attacks. Pray for the hostages to be to be set free. Um, pray against the evil of, of, of Hamas, but also pray for those who are under the shadow of it in the, in, the, in, uh, in Gaza. Um, who, you know, those who are you know under darkness and need to be set free among the children of Ishmael as well. Um, and that for the that the people of God, the ancient people of Israel. Would find would would through all these things find it find their comfort in Messiah, um, and also whatever you know good you can send whatever things you can send over there to help them. You know they have a lot of needs right now. I'm in touch with them, and you know so uh, you know and listen personally. You know my father was born under Hitler, and it's the same spirit, and he only survived because his his, his parents put him on a train to escape Germany. Um, and that I wouldn't be alive if he didn't. And so, you know, this is an age-old war, you know, and God is real. The enemy is real, and God is real. But Israel lives, God has, will, has had, and will have the last word. Amen and amen. Um, one of the mysteries you talk about in the Josiah Manifesto has to do with what happened on January 6th on Capitol Hill, the mystery of Donald Trump. Yeah, there's so many mysteries in this book. <laughs> you know, that, you know <laughs> yes. it, it's kind of like it's kind of like you're on a prophetic journey, and 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 oh, you're uncovering this mystery and this mystery. But then they all come together. Um, and the thing is that one of these is one that actually began in the paradigm, the book I wrote, um, where actually it's been coming true. Several of these things have been coming true since I wrote the book. So what I'm writing is I've never, you know, never wrote it anywhere except in the Design Manifesto, but it's coming true and. One of the mysteries concerns uh, Trump, you know, and that is that that behind the the leaders of our time, there are actually the, the mysteries that there are ancient prototypes that they're following that are mentioned in the Bible. For Donald Trump, it's Jehu. Jehu was a was a wild. He was unpredictable. You never knew what he was going to say next. You never knew what he was going to do next. Um, and 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 he was he wasn't a politician. He was a fighter. Um, well, Donald Trump is unpredictable. You never know what he's going to do. He's wild. He's, he, he, he's, uh, he's, he's a fight. He fights with everybody, you know. And, um, right. and yet we, we didn't know where Jehu was at with God. We don't know, but he was used by God. And we don't know where Donald Trump is with that, but we know he was used. And the thing is, and it's not about a person. It's not about agreeing with everything. It's about the, the, a mystery here. And Jehu gets in, in a chariot race and sets out to the throne of Israel. 
Uh, well, Donald Trump started a race for the presidency, and when Jehu, in the middle of the race, he makes a, a, an alliance with the religious conservatives of his nation, and that's exactly what Donald Trump did. And Jehu takes one of them and makes them his partner in the race. And so exactly what Donald Trump did, he took one of them, and it became his running mate in the race. Uh, and then Jehu is heading to the capital city with an agenda. You know what it was? It was to drain the swamp. And, and, and so Donald <laughs> Trump. And then Jehu comes head-to-head with his final showdown, and it's against the nation's former first lady. Well, so did Donald Trump. And, and everybody was saying that Hillary Clinton was going to win, but the ancient mystery said the one who walks in the shoes of Jehu was going to win. And so he did. And to show you how exact this is, to give you an example, uh, Hillary Clinton was on the national stage for with her husband uh, for 22 years until the end of his presidency. Then on her own, she was on the national stage for 12 years. And then she came back and ran for president for two years. So it's 14 years on her own, 22 years with her husband. Her ancient prototype, the queen, the former first lady, the queen named also Jezebel, was on the national stage with her husband for 22 years, on her own, 14 years, until her showdown with Jehu. Exact same thing. That's how exact this is. Now, the thing is that Jehu, in one of the, the things in Jehu, and that I could not possibly have spoken about before, uh, I mean, the paradigm, because it, it came true after the paradigm, but the, the template's in the paradigm. And, and I wrote about it. It's in the Josiah Manifesto. And that is that, that at one point, Jehu asks, calls for an assembly for people to come to the capital city. Well, that's exactly what Trump did for January 6th. The people of Jehu end up surrounding a great capital building. So the people of Trump surrounded or are waiting outside this great capital building. At one point, the people of Jehu enter, storm that great capital building while proceedings are in place. Well, at the same time, then January 6th, the people of Trump stormed the Capitol building, you know, you know, and while proceedings are, I mean, everything about Jehu is, I mean, Trump, it's amazing. And, and there's so much to this, and we're not condoning what happened, we're simply revealing, but there's so much to this, but to say this, at the end of that week, the Capitol Police announced they had made their arrest of, of people on site uh, who were part of this. And so they, they announced and made headlines, they had arrested 80 people for entering the Capitol on site. Well, if you go into the story of Jehu, the, in the account in Second Kings, you'll see a Hebrew word that says, Shmonim Ish. And what that's, that's speaking about the people of Jehu who went into the Capitol building. And in, that's in Hebrew. But in English, it comes out to 80 people. Oh, the my goodness. same number. Yeah, it's amazing. And, it, and there's something, it, it, it's about something, because, you know, Jehu, he was actually the one who pulled down the Temple of Baal. Now, the Temple of Baal was where they were killing babies. And that, now, does America have a Temple of Baal? Yeah, and America's Temple of Baal is Roe versus Wade. It has allowed us to kill 60 million children. And so, it, even by that, the, 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 the paradigm is saying, and this again came true after I wrote that, is that the one who walks in the footsteps of Jehu will be instrumental in pulling down a temple of Baal, in, in the case of America, Roe versus Wade. And so Trump would be instrumental. By nominating the three that he did for the Supreme Court, he pulled down 
they, he pulled down the Temple of Baal, Rover's the way. But the thing is that when they when he was he had nominated Kavanaugh and all hell broke loose on Capitol Hill. Right. You know, because of because of the issue of abortion and they they were they were going crazy. And at the same moment an object a strange object appears in Washington on the National Mall facing the Capitol building while the hearings are going on. And the object was the arch of the Temple of Baal. So here you have Jehu, you know, you have a Jehu who pulls down the Temple of Baal, and now you have Trump's person, he's going to pull down Rovers the Wade, and in the midst of the warfare, an uh, arch of the Temple of Baal appears in Washington. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, crazy. We are in a spiritual battle. It's not ultimately political, it's spiritual, but we are in that same battle. Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, his explosive must-read, The Josiah Manifesto. Uh, Jonathan, we just have a couple of minutes remaining. What, in your view, is former President Donald John Trump's, I want to say, prospects for getting the Republican nomination and becoming our 47th president? Your thoughts? Well, a few things. One is that... um, you know, he has like 90-something indictments against him, and yet he could win the presidency. Um, and he, he could be—so it's conceivable he could actually be in jail and be president. Okay, so that's how crazy things are right now in America, how divided we are, you know. But and I'm not predicting anything, but I'll just say an interesting thing, is that, you know, the, the paradigm of these, king, of these kings of Israel actually gives the time when each leader has been on the national stage. Now, Trump is not a— was not on the political stage for a long time, so it's hard to say what it is. But there's an interesting thing, and I'm not predicting anything. I'm just saying an interesting thing, and that is that that the last year of Jehu on the national stage was his 28th year. If Trump gets elected again, his last year will be the year 28, the year of the, the number of Jehu, the 2028. So we shall see. We shall see. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, founder of HopeOfTheWorld.org, senior pastor of the Jerusalem Center, Beth Israel, New York Times bestselling author, his latest most explosive read to date, The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide to the End Times. You can learn more about Jonathan's work, ministry, and mission by visiting HopeOfTheWorld.org and Get his book at booksbyjonathancon.com as well as Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. You will be blessed and given great hope that you did. Rabbi Khan, Jonathan, sir, thank you as always for making the time to share your latest as chronicled in your most explosive revealing read to date, the Josiah Manifesto, and why the recent unprovoked and heinous attack by Hamas terrorists on Israel's men, women, children, the elderly, disabled, the list goes on is nothing short of war crimes in real time and tantamount to Israel's 9-11 and a modern-day Holocaust if evil is allowed to prevail. It will not. In the name of Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah, and soon-coming King, we look forward to hearing much, much more next week. God bless you. God bless you, Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. 
Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebar.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Last week you heard from one of the nation's top 40 spiritual leaders in the last 40 years, weighing in on the unprovoked attack by Hamas terrorists against the land of the Bible and our Jewish brethren that ensued October 7, 2023, just one day shy of the Yom Kippur War 50 years earlier in what is now being called Israel's, quote, 9-11, and I would add, a modern-day Holocaust where, quote, never again has happened again, and horrifically so. For this segment, my next guest unpacks even more in his latest revelatory read, The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide to the End Times, and just how all of what is happening in our culture today is rooted in biblical prophecy. And while, quote, nothing is new under the sun, end quote, as the scriptures state, the enemy of our souls is still the same and warring against the saints like never before. And yet our victory is sure here how, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome back to testimony, founder of hopeoftheworld.org, leader of the Jerusalem Center, Beth Israel, Wayne, New Jersey, New York Times bestselling author of the explosive and stunning The Harbinger and seven revelatory reads with his eighth and latest, The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide to the End Times. Let those who have ears to hear, hear. Please welcome, always an honor, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Rabbi Kahn, Jonathan, sir, welcome back to Testimony. Great to be with you, Jonathan, always, always an honor. Well, it's always an honor to have you. I want to pick up where we left off in our first segment, and that has to do with the mystery of Roe v. Wade. Can you explain? Yeah, the the um, you know we we saw just a little glimpse, and we're and we're able to give like a taste of some of the mysteries. There's so much to unpack, and that is that um, that there, this link between what happened with uh, with abortion, with our killing of children, and then what happened with COVID. That there are these amazing, this, this you know, biblical links that go down to the exact days, fifty years apart. Um, and the thing is, yet there was also a redemption in it because. You know, Robert's Way didn't start in 73. It started in 1970. That's when the case began. And so when COVID came in 2020, it was also the jubilee of Roe versus Wade, the beginning of it. And the thing is that something else was happening. There was a mystery unfolding while all these other things were going on, and it was redemption. And what was happening is that Roe versus Wade was sent to the Supreme Court in the summer of, of 1970. Fifty years later is the summer of 2020. In that same summer, when Roe, the jubilee of Roe being sent to the court, the Supreme Court, 
another case was sent to the Supreme Court, which is Dobbs versus Jackson, which is going to be the one that overturns it. You know, the Jubilee is about overturning or about reversing, reversing. You know, well, so in the Jubilee, there comes a case to reverse it. Roe versus Wade was taken up by the court, the Supreme Court, on uh, May of 1971. Well, the Jubilee is May 2021, and when and when that happens, the other case is taken up by the Supreme Court on the Jubilee of Roe being taken up. Then Roe versus Wade received its hearing uh, in December of 20 of 1971. Well, the Jubilee is December 2021, and on that Jubilee, the other case is taken up by the Supreme Court, and that other case, you know, would overturn it. You know, if you look at Leviticus 20. Uh, five when it talks about the jubilee, it says counts down seven times seven years, four nine years to the jubilee, and then the fiftieth year is the jubilee. And so when, it gives the parameters of this, and the parameters of Roe versus Wade's jubilee, which it was, it was, you know, January twenty second, nineteen seventy three. Well, the fiftieth year begins January twenty second, twenty twenty two, and goes to January twenty second, twenty 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 uh, twenty three. That is that is the fiftieth year. Well. Right in the middle of those parameters, God overturned Roe versus Wade. So it was literally in the jubilean year of Roe versus Wade that Roe versus Wade was overturned. So all these years, these three years of COVID, and all, there was actually this mystery of redemption taking place. And I'll just tell you one one thing about it, and that is that there is a you know there's a if you go to the Book of Esther, there's a, a time when Haman he he issues an evil decree that's to bring death and destruction. And the thing is that. The, the, the decree is linked to the date in Hebrew, Adar 13. That's the 13th day of the 12th month. That's the day of evil, an evil decree of death and destruction. 13th day of the 12th month. Well, Roe versus Wade was heard, received its hearing before the Supreme Court on December 13th. That's the 13th day of the 12th month, the date of the evil decree that brings death and destruction. But in the book of Esther, you also find there's a, there's a second decree that, that Mordechai and Esther issue to undo, overturn, nullify that decree, that evil decree of Haman. And that goes forth, the Bible says, on the date Sivan 23. Sivan 23. Well, the case that would overturn Roe versus Wade went forth on June 15th that's of 2020. But on the Bible's calendar, it went forth on Sivan 23, the day of the decree that is to overturn the evil decree of death and destruction, and that's exactly what it would do. Ladies and gentlemen, you're listening to Rabbi Jonathan Kahn on his latest must-read, The Josiah Manifesto. Uh, Rabbi Kahn, I want to direct our listeners to page 194 of your incredible book, and I would like to read some of what seems to sum up the Josiah Manifesto, and I read in part. King Manasseh, Josiah's grandfather, had embarked on a campaign to further the worship of foreign gods, to erect pagan shrines and altars, and to bring the practices of the pagan world into the land. In its initial stages, it could be championed in the name of tolerance, acceptance, freedom, and openness to the new. But once such things were legitimized, established, and enshrined, the banner of openness and tolerance was withdrawn and replaced by an iron rod of coercion, oppression, persecution, and cultural totalitarianism. And I fast forward to, even the blood of the prophets 
and the righteous. In short, it is a civilization that calls what is evil good and what is good evil. Thus it seeks to marginalize, vilify, silence, cancel, and destroy those who uphold the ways of God and who resist the apostasy. And I close with, as it was in the days of Manasseh, those who upheld the ways of God became the enemies of state and culture. They would be deplatformed, demonetized, blacklisted, denied admission, expelled, fired, boycotted, compelled to undergo corrective re-education, forced to publicly confess their sins, censored, banned, silenced, prosecuted, persecuted, canceled, eliminated. This is the civilization in which we live, as you write, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn. Thus was the civilization in which Josiah was born, but he would not accept it. And I will add, nor can we. Can you expound? Well, all the, the mysteries of the book, they, there's so many of them that, and they, what's been happening and what, we, what we've gone through. And they all point to a particular, uh, something that is going gonna, is gonna to tell us that Josiah is actually the key to our time. And, and just to set that up, and, and that, every, that goes with everything you just said, and that is that, that you know, what, what happened with the overturning of Roe v. Wade is actually was God breaking an altar. You know, abortion was the biggest altar we have. We killed 60 million children. So what happened is that God broke it open. If you look at the cover of the book, you know, you'll see a, a symbol of the broken altar. The broken altar is a sign in the Bible. It's a sign of God. It's one of the most powerful signs of, of that, that throughout the Bible, that it means so much, and, and most people missed it. It actually tells us the prophetic moment we're at. And the thing is that the, the sign of the broken altar is linked to one man more than anyone else in the Bible, and that's Josiah. Josiah's birth was announced to the to the with a sign of a broken altar, literally. And then, then you know, not only that, but when he came to his his calling, he ended up breaking down all these altars that that this apostate culture had put up: altars of sexual immorality, altars of the killing of children, altars of gender confusion. All this was part of the gods. Altars of, of, of persecution. So he, so the the sign of the broken altar is the sign of Josiah, and and that says that we are at the Josiah moment now. Where on one hand we live as Josiah did, he came to to his position at a time of apostasy, a, a nation that once knew God but's turned away from God, and now it's turned against God. It's actually it's actually persecuting God's people, and so that that was the time of Josiah. It also worshipped other gods, and it, was, and it was sexual immorality, and it was was abortion. I mean, it was the killing of babies, and it was gender confusion. All these things, but Josiah rose up, and so we are at the Josiah moment. On one hand, Israel was on the verge of judgment. That's the Josiah moment. On the other hand, it was on the verge of revival, and so it was like God was giving them a last chance at the moment of judgment. Gave them a last chance for revival. And so the sign of the broken altar is saying we are at that moment now. We are standing at the Josiah moment between judgment or revival. And the only hope America has is revival. And so we, as the people of God, have to have to stand 
like Josiah. Josiah dealt with all these things, and yet, and he stood. He 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 did not he did not live on the defensive. He lived on the offensive, and he did not just you know he was not afraid of all these things that were happening. He 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 knew he was put on earth for a purpose for such a time as that. And so we are we have to you know the, the sign manifesto is what were his secrets? What was his strategy? What were what were Josiah's you know uh, powers? How did he do this? How did he not only not fall? How did he actually overcome his entire cult? How did he actually change the course of history? One man. Well, that's what we. That's what I believe God is pointing us to through all these things. He's pointing us to the answer. How do we live? How do we live victoriously in the end times? How do we live victoriously if we're in a time of of apostasy and persecution? How do we live and overcome and actually do what God's called us to do? Well, that's all. That's why the last, the last part, the last hundred pages of the book are the guide to the end times, the manifesto, the revelations, the secrets of Josiah, the, the strategies of Josiah. So that's how all the mysteries come together for us for such a time as this. Amen and amen. Ladies and gentlemen, again, you're listening to Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, founder of HopeOfTheWorld.org, in his latest, most explosive read to date, The Josiah Manifesto. Um, Rabbi Kahn, the mysteries in the book come together, as you've already alluded to, to reveal the manifesto. And just as our enemy has a manifesto, just as the Muslim Brotherhood have a 100-year manifesto, they're very patient and targeted, um, and they have other arms uh, linked to them that are more uh, expedient. Uh, For example, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, and now Hamas, as we see, that just uh, attacked Israel and war has ensued as a result as we speak. Um, I love the fact that you give our listeners hope. I like to say that in Yeshua, Jesus, we win every time because since as believers, we know uh, our fate uh, on this earth is not the end. We have eternity to look forward to. But in the meantime, God does call us to overcome. Revelation twelve eleven. we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. I want to talk about the power to overcome the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, what Christians need today to do just that, and brilliantly so, along with the roadmap you have outlined in the Josiah Manifesto. Uh, Rabbi Khan, can you speak to that in our remaining time? Yes. You know, you know, a little secret here, and that is that, that when I finished the last book we spoke about, which is the last book I wrote before this, and it's still going, you know, very strong, and that's The Return of the Gods. And I, the, the very day that I finished the last words of that book, something happened. You know, in that book, I spoke about the gods, I spoke about the altars, and that day was the day that God overturned Roe versus Wade. He broke the altar on that day. Mm-hmm. And so and it was that day that got, that that I got, or you know, as it went on, that that this is now now the next book you're writing is going to be about what I've revealed in these things, you know, and that you have to give my people hope. 
and and the way and and a you know and not and not only not only just you know a general thing but specifics of what to do about how to stand about how to you know about what to do how to stand strong when there's persecution how to stand strong in protecting your family from what's happening how to stand strong in fulfilling your calling how to stand strong to you know Josiah broke down the altars of his culture how do we break of, of evil how do we break down altars of evil in our culture or in, in our lives and what about revival you know is it possible to have revival in the last days well Josiah had revival when it looked impossible the Bible you know in the book at you know the very end of it there's something called the last mystery we won't be able to get into it but it's a revelation that actually happened the very day that I blew the shofar in Cuba to begin with freedom in Cuba, uh, that night something happened that was just totally supernatural. God manifested what was to happen in the end. And, it, and there is a hope. There is to be revival and the Spirit of God at the end. And so the last days could be the greatest days for those who will stand. When the dark gets darker, the lights have to get brighter. And Josiah was a light. And, you know, the Bible says there was nobody like him before or after. And so, and, and I got so very strongly that all these things are from the Lord saying, this is a key that you need for the end time. So, yes, we can overcome. And yes, personally, and even more than that, we can still touch the world. And, and this could be, you know, if the world's getting radically evil, it's time that we start getting radically good and radically on fire and radically for God and radically, you know, to do what God has. The end times aren't just darkness. The end time is light in the dark. Ladies and gentlemen, again, Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, you were once an atheist. You had life-altering events that changed all of that for you. Would you talk to those that are listening today that have no belief in God, that call themselves non um, that are of the Jewish faith and having a hard time believing in their Messiah. I want you to talk to that teenager, that elderly woman, that uh, man who is alone, who has never received Jesus, who has never been encouraged to do so. How did your life change when you did that? And how can theirs change when they do the same? Well, first of all, there is a there is a God, and if there wasn't, we wouldn't exist. And as Jewish people, all the more we wouldn't exist. There's no way, you know, the fact that you know we, we're talking about what's happening in Israel, all hell is against them. All hell has always been against them for four thousand years, and yet they live. You know, the miracles they're alive because the God of Israel lives, and the words that He said in His in His prophets are all coming true. The fact that Israel came back, the Bible said it, it would. It was said it would come back before the Messiah comes, before Jesus comes again. That He's the Messiah. He's He's the Messiah of our people, you know. And what what we're talking about today is how how real the God of the Bible is. That even in our events of our time, it's specific, it's exact, it's like you know, it's God's hand is there. He's real. The same God of the Bible who moved history and moved kingdoms and kings, He's still alive behind all these things. And that's one of the things about the Josiah Manifesto that I hope people get it not just for themselves, but get it for people in their lives who are, who don't believe because it's. You cannot argue with, with how specific God is and how he's shown himself. And so he is real. And so the greatest thing that you can do as someone who doesn't, who, who hasn't known God is open your heart and say, Lord, come, Lord, just show me. Show me. I'm open. I want to know the truth. If you show me, I'll follow you. Whether you're Jewish, whether you're not Jewish, if you're Jewish, it's all the more, the most Jewish thing you'll ever do is come to the Messiah. You're a Messiah whose name is Yeshua. The world calls him Jesus, but he's in Hebrew, Yeshua which means our salvation. And he, and so that's what it's about. And, if, and no matter who you are, 
listen, God is real. That's what, if anything you've gotten out of what we spoke today, how real God is, and he has a plan for your life, and he has a hope as well. And so God is real. Open your heart. He says, call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things you know not of. Seek me with all your heart, and you will find me. Amen and amen. Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, next question. What is the mystery of the child of the Nile? Well, the very first attack on children recorded in the history of mass slaughter was Egypt. They said all the male babies, are, they're going to throw them into the Nile. They did. One baby was in the Nile, but he, he survived. That was Moshe or Moses. When he grew up, he broke the power of Egypt, the power that tried to kill him and his generation. Well, well, could there be an American child of the Nile, one born in the midst of the slaughter and yet who grows up to break the system, to break the evil that tried to, that, that would have killed that child? Well, there was, and it was a daughter, it was a girl, and her name was Amy, and she was born right in that initial period of slaughter, that crucial period of 1970, 1973 to row, and it was Amy Barrett, and she was born just when the, the, the Roe versus Wade was in the Supreme Court. And she was born right in the middle of the two hearings. She would grow up to be the first Supreme Court justice who was born under the time when it was legal to kill her. The very first, just like Moses. And she would be the one that would cast the deciding vote. It was only by one vote that would break the evil of Roe versus Wade. And she would cast that vote when she was in her year of Jubilee, the 50th year of her life. She would cast that vote. And then Roe versus Wade would be overturned in the in the Jubilee year of Roe versus Wade. So it, I mean, it's amazing, but it's God does everything perfectly. Amen, ladies and gentlemen. Again, you're listening to Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, the Josiah Manifesto. Next question: You talk about the Phineas factor. What is that? Okay. Okay. <laughs> and this is good. This is rapid fire. <laughs> There's so many <laughs> mysteries. Um, the Phineas factor is this: Phineas. He's the one who, when the nation of Israel had sinned and a plague came on the land, he rose up and took a righteous action, and then it says that plague started turning away. Well, the amazing thing is there was a Phineas, and there and the plague that we know knew as COVID actually turned away at an exact moment. The thing is that it was going, it was at its peak in January of 2022. It was at its peak. It had reached the highest peak. It was three times higher than the next, the, the next highest peak. That's how it was going to go on for years. But something happened in January, and what happened was Judge Alito of the Supreme Court. He penned the decision that would overturn Roe versus Wade. It was actually penned in January, beginning of February, and and he did it. And then everything, and then all of a sudden, the plague collapses within weeks to one eighth of where it was, one eighth, and it never came back. And and the thing is, he was the Phineas, and you know, for fifty years, believers have been praying, Lord, please hear our prayers, overturn this. Well, the name of the justice was Samuel Alito. Samuel is Hebrew; it means God has heard. Amazing. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, again, you can't make this up. This is Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, a prophet to the nations, New York Times bestselling author, seven blockbusters, his latest, The Josiah Manifesto, bringing it all together, the ancient mystery and guide to the end times. We are so grateful you can be with us today in our second segment, Rabbi Kahn. Next question. What is the day of turning 
And what okay. did it have to do with the turning <laughs> of America's course? Yeah, this one I witnessed myself, and that is that I, I had the blessing of with another man named Kevin Jessup to call for a national day of prayer and repentance in the middle of all these shakings, and it was called the return, and we and it was thousands and thousands of people in Washington and millions watching and it be taking part around the country to pray and repent for America and pray for mercy. We prayed about the ki- the killing of children, and it, it it turned out that the day it was on, we didn't plan it. It was it was actually a Hebrew date on the, which was called Shabbat Shuvah, which actually means in effect the day of the return. So literally. Literally, we have the return on the day of the return without even knowing it. And, and the return is to, it was for the turning of a nation away from its sin, the repentance, turning of a nation. Well, on that same day, President Trump, the Jehu, who's appointed to pull down this temple of Baal, of abortion, that Jehu, Trump, chose that day to, to nominate Amy Barrett, the child of the Nile, that is going to set in motion that vote that's going to set in motion the overturning of Roe vs. Wade on the day of turning. So America started turning on the day of turning, and, and Trump just chose to do that. And then at 5 o'clock in the middle of, of the National Mall, I said, we got to seal all this now with the sounding of trumpets. We had men with trumpets ready to blow. I said, when you hear the sound, shout for Jericho. I said, Lord, we seal this. Let the power of God go forth, and, and they blew the trumpets, they shouted, and it was 5 o'clock, 4 minutes and 33 seconds. At the White House, at, at the same moment, Trump opens his mouth and begins the overturning of abortion to the sound of God's power of Jericho. Of that, it was 5 minutes, four, it was 5 o'clock, 4 minutes and 33 seconds, exact same moment. And here, and here when I said, let the trumpet sound, and what, what is the name of our president? What did it mean? His name is Trump, which means in English, trumpet. So I said, let the trumpet sound, and the trumpet sounded in the year of Jubilee, and it set in motion the overturning of death for God's hand upon our nation. Amen and amen, and I watched that great and glorious day with great joy. Ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to Rabbi Jonathan Kahn, founder of HopeOfTheWorld.org, senior pastor of the Jerusalem Center, Beth Israel, multiple New York Times bestselling author, his latest, The Josiah Manifesto, The Ancient Mystery and Guide to the End Times. You can learn more about Jonathan's work, ministry, and mission by visiting hopeoftheworld.org and get his book at booksbyjonathancon.com as well as Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or wherever books are sold. You will be blessed and given great hope that you did Rabbi Khan. If ever there was a time we need prophets to rise, unafraid, unapologetic, and with all resiliency and resolve, that day and time is here, and you, called by Yeshua himself, is that prophet to deliver deep truths that only God himself could have downloaded in your spirit and profoundly and stunningly so. You have delivered a masterpiece of truth through the mysteries revealed in your latest must-read, The Josiah Manifesto. We can never say we never heard. We can never say we were not warned. But we can say, hope thou in God, Yeshua, Jesus, our Messiah, and soon coming King. We thank you, and may the God of Israel, may the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob 
always bless you. Shalom, shalom. Thank you. Great to be with you, Jasmine. Always, always an honor. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensen Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensenbard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensen Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.